Hey, it's Dirty Thursday, everybody. Welcome to a Thursday at GFBS for Grand Fork's best source. Joining us today on the show, Western Renegade non-wing sprint car pilot, Adam Sobolik. Chad Hoff, not able to make it today. I think he was having another procedure done or something like that. <laughs> show today brought to you by Executive Properties. Here's the thing about Executive Properties. How many of you people have called a contractor and said, yeah, I'll be right out there to look at it. They never show. Or they do show up and you don't hear back from them. That's not going to happen with Executive Properties. They're going to call you back no matter what. Even if they don't do that type of work, and if they don't, they're going to refer you to someone that does. Now, they're going to send their main dude in there, Barry Romo. Now, Barry's going to bid, prep, do the job from start to finish. No middleman. You need a subcontractor, executive properties. They take care of all that stuff. They do it all. But you want to get booked. If you've got something needing to be done, maybe kitchen, bathrooms, doors, concrete, cabinets, trim or tile, get a hold of them. Executive properties, 701-330-1273. Or check them out at executiveproperties.org. Executive Properties bringing you your Dirty Thursday today. <clears throat> All right, before we get going, uh, our phone number, by the way, if you uh, want to get a hold of us, uh, maybe you want to text a question for Mr. Sobolik or any of us, our number is 701-213-0863. And uh, time now uh, for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Um, I changed all my passwords to Kenny. Did you know that? I changed all my passwords to Kenny. Now I have all Kenny logins. <laughs> What'd you think of that one? I hate passwords. Oh, 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 oh. You're right. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, Kenny logins. I've never heard of him. I hate. I absolutely hate passwords. Yeah. I have so many passwords. And the minute that I finally get like to the point where I remember them, it, may, it says they expire and then I have to do another one. And they have to be like insanely long oh yeah yeah i hate passwords too and uh for all you youngins in the studio kenny loggins danger zone uh footloose yeah yeah okay loggins and miss yeah anyway anyway <laughs> i gotta figure out how to switch this the switcher to the camera for katie this is, this is all backward yeah it's it's kind of weird but uh it's working anyway let's uh get down to business here uh we got just huge echo i can turn that one down uh adam sobolik welcome man how are you I'm doing good. It's been a good day to be here. So. <laughs> you seem you seem like you're awfully thrilled to be here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Are you are you are you a little nervous? Not too nervous, but enough. All right. Well, shake it off, buddy. Drink some more <laughs> of that Coca Cola. Get a little caffeine in you. I don't. I don't understand what Heather's comment is here. How big does that thing need to be? It's going to leave a shadow over the racetrack if it gets any bigger. What's she, what's she I talking about? I wonder if she's about? talking about my head. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. But oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, Chad's not here, so let's pick on John. <clears throat> um, uh, Adam Sobolik, tell us a little bit about yourself. I don't want to hear a darn thing about racing. Tell us about you, Adam Sobolik. Well, it's kind of hard not to talk about racing when it's been in my life since I've been three years old. So. <laughs> but I don't know. My whole life, I just loved working on things and working with my hands and i don't know that's basically all i do sign me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now <clears throat> you uh, got into the sprint cars the wingless sprint cars and, and everybody says well you must have done your years and go-karts and all that kind of stuff but uh you are not one of those guys are you no i the only racing i had is uh motocross since i've been three until mm -hmm. 2019 was basically my last full year yeah were you any good on two wheels uh I'd say good enough for North Dakota mm -hmm. because in North Dakota I was really fast, but anywhere else it's a whole different game. Do you ever race at a, a little place called Shevlin, Minnesota? They got a they had a motocross track out in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of uh, between Bagley and Bemidji. We used to race motocross there when I was younger, so I was just wondering if they're still doing it over there. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. I think my dad have pointed it out of trees and grass overgrowing it so i don't think so oh, okay uh what's I, I, what's like scarier motocross or wingless sprint definitely a motocross because when i first got in a sprint car it's like every what everyone talked about was scary mm -hmm. like wasn't scary at all for me like it was just i never got really nervous out in the car wow the only thing that was scary is when 
you're getting close to someone else's tires. Uh-huh. That's the only thing that got me scared, really. Everything else I'm calm out there with. Um, I finally get uh, what Heather meant. Uh, <laughs> how big does that thing need to be? Uh, we're talking about Chad's procedure. <laughs> Wait a second. There we go. Thank you, Heather. And uh, also thank you to uh, Greg. <laughs> uh, kind of helped me figure that out. Uh, before we get back with Adam, I just want to go over a couple of uh, quick track things here going on. Uh, tonight, of course, Norman County Raceway in Ada. Uh, IMCA Sprint, Sport Mods, Stock Cars, Hobby Stocks. Uh, got the Inex Legends are going to be in there. Uh, tomorrow, River, River City Speedway. Uh, regular show of Street Stocks, Midwest Mods, the NLRA Late Models, NOSA Outlaw Sprint Cars are going to be there. Uh, Devil's Lake Speedway Saturday night professional dirt series. Got the Minn Kota Lightning Sprints. Uh, Rebel Midwest Mod Tour is there. The Wingless Sprints. It starts at seven. Uh, Greenbush Race Park Saturday. NLRA Late Models making the trip up north. Uh, street Stocks, Midwest Mods, Pure Stocks, and more. And of course Sunday Buffalo River Speedway Limited Late Models. IMCA Mods. BRRS. Uh, what a great weekend of racing. Uh, Steve Young, by the way, just texted in from down in Texas and. Uh, yeah, we don't like you, Stephen, because you're in Texas at uh, Texas Motor Speedway. But Stephen Young says the kid can wheel. And they're a great family. The jig's up. The news is out. What in the world does that mean? You have any idea? Uh, I don't know. He says it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get him in here today uh, to see if he could uh, co-host, but then he happened to say he was in Texas. But um, all right. So it comes to the time now where you decide you want to start racing something with four wheels what tickled your fancy with these uh, wingless sprint cars? Uh, I don't like to admit it, but I'll I'll be I'll be truthful and say that uh, my parents brought it up. They brought up the idea at the end of 2019, and I was 2019 is probably my best motocross season ever. Mm-hmm. I won like 55 percent of every race I won, so or I mean went into entered. Mm-hmm. So I was doing pretty darn good, and I was like, I don't want to quit. I just want to keep racing motocross and get better and better and better. My parents brought up that idea, and I was like okay fine i finally just i was actually mad i was literally honestly Jeez. mad and i was just like i was like why would you ever bring that up you just want to you just want to get me out of motocross and they're like no you can do both if you still want to it's like i was like okay fine where the hell were my parents uh, at when i was your age um if, if i tell you what if my folks came up to me and said hey we want you to race race cars next year <laughs> i'd be all over it yeah i've always kind of been into it but then that year was just so good you know for motocross i just didn't want to quit but then what happened is then that fall we went to cedar lake to do uh that arrive and drive that they have at cedar lake Mm -hmm. and i drove kaylee emerson's car and i was so slow but it felt like i was going like a million miles an hour and it was so fun Mm -hmm. greg says uh hope you can remember what track you're at this week john uh what in the hell uh renegade from sticks oh that's right uh, we play that at devil's lake um anyway now i, I know that you jeez, <laughs> the invisible cloaks are out we're messing around here in the studio look at this <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> the kids kids gotta have fun oh they're gonna come by again here aren't they <laughs> See, you can't see what's on the screen behind you. I can see it all. <laughs> all right, are you guys done? Yeah, we're done. Uh, you guys, you won a race last year, your first year. Tell us about that. Uh, well, I'll, it was kind of, I had motivation to prove my dad wrong. Mm-hmm. Because he told me he didn't see me winning a race within the next three years after I started. Oh, okay. So I was like, I'm going to win a race. Do you think he did that on purpose? No, he for motivation, or you think he was dead serious? He was dead. He was serious. He, he's yeah. not. He's pretty serious most of the time. And he was like, I don't. He's like, I've seen people go their whole careers without winning. Uh-huh. He's like, I don't. Right. I think it'll take you. He's like, he thinks I would win, but it would take me a while. But then I started. I think I won my first heat race. I always would get like top three in the heat races, mm-hmm. and I won my first heat. I actually, I don't think I actually won that heat race. Well, yeah, I did. Yeah, I won that heat race, and I, I drew six or something like that. So I was like, really? This is, like, the worst place I could be. And then I remember I just, I don't know, I had a terrible start. I went back to probably, like, eighth. And then I just slowly but surely just kept making my, my lines good. 
And in one and two, I kept doing high low, like diamonding off one and then cutting down in two. Mm-hmm. And no one else was doing it, and it was so fast that night. And I just kept doing it over and over. And I made myself way into third. And then we had a yellow, and I was like, "Thank God, here's my chance." <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, "I was like, it's gonna happen." And I was just so excited for some reason. I just, I just felt it. You know, sometimes you just feel it. And I was out there, and I just felt like something good was gonna happen. And then I. It was Kevin Lawson. He was in front of me. And then Corey Palm was out in front. And the yellow happened. And then happens to everyone. Happened to me this year, last year at Underwood. But he, after the yellow, he just it was like he just couldn't find his line again, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he fell back. So it was me and Kevin first and second. And then I kept cutting down. I think I stopped cutting down after the last yellow because I was like, I'm okay with second. I was like, I just want to stay here. And then Kevin slid out, out of the groove and three and four because it was it was just right at the tires if you messed up you were just gone and then i passed him and i was like oh my gosh i'm in first <laughs> and I, was, I was freaking out and i don't know, i came around that last lap and i was just like it, it was just felt so surreal what did you have to say to your dad in victory lane after that win did you do the old or anything like that or did you say how long was it going to be until i win yeah, well, he gave me the money for that win. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was like, it was. I was just, I was up there, and it was just so crazy being up there. I, just, I don't know. I just wasn't thinking. I was just like, I've never been in front of people like that before. It was kind of scary to be honest. But and uh, Greg, by the way, did uh, go on with with why he said that to me, and I remember this now. Thanks, Greg. Uh, Devil's Lake Speedway last week. I accidentally called it River City Speedway one time. Um, one thing I want to, oh, Dusty Lawson says Adam's an asset to our group. Him and his family have been uh, great to get to know, and he's certainly one of the top drivers in the Western Renegade Sprint Series, so uh, good for you. Now, I was going to ask you about this, and we are going to get back to uh, your winning ways, but um, uh, Kevin Pappenfuss says such a rich history of racing family. Now, I was told uh, at the racetrack in Devil's Lake on Saturday night, the number 52 uh, has got a meaning and tell us a little bit about that well back when my grandpa was in his younger days he uh he raced a car for i don't think it was that long i don't remember when it was but i don't think it was that long and then he owned a car for a while i remember and i don't know how long he owned that again but then when my uncle was in high school he started racing and and he raced a I think he just raced like a street stock or something, super mm-hmm. stock or some, something stock car, like that kind of thing. Yep. I don't remember which one it was, but he raced that. And then when my mom, I think was like 18, 17 around there, she raced, she raced a mod fours. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then my uncle James has raced. I think my uncle James has raced everything besides a sprint car. And what's his last name? Sangri. Okay, there we go. Now we're getting on some names. So the number 52 has been in your family for a mm-hmm. long time. It, it, that is why I'm, I'm guessing that you picked that number? Uh, I mean, yeah. I've, I've been using that number since I've been three years old on oh. my bike. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I, there was, it was no hesitation to put it on the car. Mm-hmm. So uh, are, when you, you're uh, in the wingless sprint, do you plan on uh, going to... Like the next level is, I mean, how does that work? Are you just kind of starting there to get to the, the groundwork? Yeah. At first it was just to have fun in the sprint car and just be a family, right? And just have fun. Because motocross, honestly, turned into that thing is if, if I didn't win, then it, I was just so mad. And it, was just, it wasn't fun anymore. It was just either win or it was all or nothing, basically. Mm-hmm. And it just turned to not be fun anymore. So. I actually had, I uh, was at uh, Simonson's gas station yesterday morning. And I actually had somebody um, yell at me as I was walking in, who's on the show tomorrow? And I, I told him, Adam Sobelik, and they said, well, make sure you ask him if he's going to go to a 410 sprint here soon because I think people think you are already ready for that. Uh, I, I think I'm – I don't know if I'm ready or ready for it, but, I mean, how do you – I don't think you'd ever be ready for a 410 if you've never done it before. You mm-hmm. got, you just got to get in it and do it. So, I mean, until until we either – have someone paying for it because we definitely don't got the money to do it. Sure, sure. Uh, I don't know, but we're thinking about making some type of motor with my uncle and my dad just to 
do something to make it have enough power. Maybe you could slap a wing on it and jump in. I know they do it in like Bemidji and in places like that, I think. Maybe Grand Rapids. But. Yeah, that's the same class, mm-hmm. same motor and everything with a four-barrel carburetor. Okay. And then, and that's all they do. But there's a rule that we've learned last year in NOSA rules that you have to have some type of injection. So mm-hmm. you can't have like a carburetor. So we need to get some type of injection, but we're figuring that all out. You know, you got a lot of fans at Devil's Lake. What's that? Oh, 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 what? On. Well, first, switch the camp. Oh, that looks, that looks so hey, cool. Give me a second here. <laughs> I got like nine buttons to push. Hang on. Someone okay, from YouTube <clears throat> asks, he said, ask Adam, where's AJ Sideways come from? Oh. <laughs> uh, that come from my Uncle James again. Yeah. He, when I was just a little kid, he said that he, he, he gave me the, I don't know when it even happened, the AJ Sideways. I've been, it's been called that my whole life, but he gave the analogy of a, uh, I, I'm wide open with no tie rod. Oh, yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been like that my whole life, just out of control usually. That's a great question, by the yeah. way. Uh, you've got a lot of fans in Devil's Lake. In fact, Heather says uh, this kid's an animal, and he drives that car like he's an old pro, very much textbook driving. Uh, we don't have to mention any names. I, I, you asked me not to mention this, but um, somebody yelled at you a little bit the other night because <laughs> of your diamond driving style coming off the, 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 the turn. And um, you know what? Get over it. We'll leave it at that. How's that? Yeah. Um, what a good year this year. Uh, three wins. Tell us about those. Uh, well, I was kind of getting frustrated because my first race, I got a fourth and I was a, uh, the car was not right. We had a, what happened is the rear end needs to be square and it wasn't, and it was all bound up and the car was just slipping the slide and everywhere. It wasn't getting any grip anywhere. It felt like, so we went home, figured that problem out. And then we came the next week and I got second. And then, then we came back the next weekend, got another second. And I was like, when's this going to happen? Right. When am I, I, I want to win. When am I going to win? And then the next weekend we were at Underwood or wait, I'm trying to think. Yeah, the, the next week when we were at Underwood, and I won there, I think, by like half a lap. And I love Underwood, though. It's like a heavy track for mm-hmm. today's today's world. It's considered heavy, and that track is just so fun. And I last year I was there, I loved it, and this year it was tacky basically the whole race. And I think I started – oh, I didn't even start in the top six because I, I remember in the heat race there was – it rained. It was sprinkling during the heat race, and there's water in between my tear-offs. Mm. And then it fogged up in between my tear-offs. I like, was like blind out there, and it was so scary. And I got fourth, so I started seventh, I think. And then I went out in the feature, and I just... I think it was like literally within three laps, I was already in third. I just... Because it was really rough, I remember. Like, I'm not saying anything bad about that track. I, mm-hmm. love, it's, I think it's one of the best tracks in North Dakota, but mm-hmm. it... Uh, it was super rough and everyone was just pounding into the, they were going into the, the bumps with their right rear and these cars got such big tires, you know, they just hook up and want to flip. Every, all of us were bicycling. And then I just stayed, just stayed solid, you know, just was really patient and just followed because it was Nick Otto and on the high side and Joel on the bottom. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be on the high side, but they were so equal and it was just like, I can't keep following. So I went, I think Joel pulled away from Nick a little bit. So I, went behind Joel, followed him, but then then Nick started pulling away from me and I was just like, oh my it was just like it was just like back and forth and I was like then finally I diamond off one and two and I got under Nick and I took his line away and I got got into second. And then the next lap I diamond off again and I passed Joel in the next lap. And then ever, ever after that it was just it was just me just going pulling away. Yeah. And then we had a yellow and it was like flashbacks to last year at Underwood when I was winning and checked out there. And then Joel was in second just like last year. And what happened is Joel got under me and he just he just passed me with like three laps to go last year. And this year I was like, that's not happening. I just stuck my line and I pulled away again and I was just it was great. Okay, now how about bring us to win number two? Uh that was Grand Forks. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the most fun races I've ever raced in my life. So I was going to say, how cool is it to be in RideLCar.com Victory Lane at River City Speedway, your well, hometown? It it's honestly it feels like if if I if I could guess what it would feel like to be like 
professional world mm-hmm. without a lot and you're looking up at all the people all the lights are on you you know that's what it felt like and it was just crazy being out there because like my whole life ever since i'm a little kid i've been coming to grand forks watching and you know now i'm now i was down there yeah it was just crazy what a great year yeah but yeah like i said that that race was just crazy i i don't i don't even know how to explain it um do you know and and i don't have the schedule in front of me how many are you guys back at river cities again this year a few times i I know you're usually here for the fair yeah i think we're here uh four times or five i think it's four western renegade shows and one northern okay so i think there's five but i might be wrong all right, we talked, uh, I mentioned just a little bit about what happened after the races last week in Devil's Lake. I got a text from somebody saying, some people are jealous because they don't have the balls to drive the way it's supposed to be driven. Rather than fix themselves and their attitude, they project their failure onto others. Very well said. We're going to be back with Adam Sobolik in just a minute, but right now I want to talk about Valvoline Instant Oil Change. This is the place to go when you need an oil change fast. Maybe you're getting ready for a road trip. There's basically no wait time. What I do, I pull up the Valvoline Instant Oil Change. I pull right up to the garage door. Boom, they open it up. I'm in, and they change my oil right while I sit in the car. While they're doing that, they're checking my cabin air filter, my fluids, my head and my taillights, my battery, my tires, my wiper blades. Uh, If they want, or if I want, they'll do a tranny and coolant flush for me, too. Here's what I like the most about Valvoline Instant Oil Change. No appointment needed. You just pull up and do it. It's timely service. Not going to slow you down. You can sit in your car while they do it. And if you mention Grand Fork's best source, they'll give you an additional $7 savings on your oil change. Here's another real cool thing about these guys. If you can't leave work and you work in Grand Fork's, They'll come and pick your vehicle up and take care of it for you. They're locally owned. They're locally operated. They're open seven days a week, and they are very fast. I I love going there. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 3325 South 38th Street, or call 701-780-8462. And make sure you tell them Grand Fork's best source sent you. Uh, Back with Western Renegade non-wing sprint car driver, uh, Adam Sobolik. Now, Adam, when you won at River City Speedway, I happened to be up calling the race. Uh, You actually kind of blew off your high school graduation to go racing is that right yeah uh i graduated about probably four hours before i won that race and i remember i everyone's making fun of me because i walked up in my in my white shirt and black tie and black dress pants and dress shoes and i walked up with that and everyone was all everyone was waiting for me to uh get in the car like that with all that stuff on, getting the car with my tie and all that on. You know, you ever think about maybe going up and getting your diploma with your fire suit on? <laughs> yeah, my dad would have probably killed me, or maybe both of my parents probably would have killed me. Yeah. Um, all right, congratulations on graduating, by the way. Uh, I got a phone call. Hello there. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. What's up, man? What's going on? Adam Solvig, buddy. How you doing? Good. Good, say Chad off here, buddy. I sorry oh. I couldn't make it in today. Oh, are, are you out of the hospital yet? Yeah, I got out this morning. Uh, everything went well. Everything went well. Two inches, John. Two oh. Inches. <laughs> oh boy. So what's no, new? I, I, uh, I just wanted to call in, but I I didn't get to come in today. I apologize. I had work shit going on. But uh, oh, I swear jar. Adam, swear Good jar, job, Chad. Well, Katie, put one in for me, Katie. Would you please? Yeah, we'll do. All right, thanks. Um, I'll get you next week. Anyway, uh, no, I, Adam, I just want to tell you, man, you're doing an awesome job this year. You're an awesome race car driver. Everybody wants you to move to the four tens. I get that, but you're doing a great job, buddy, and you're a hell of a driver. And I appreciate what you're doing for that that sport. And also, traveling with the Northern Renegades, you're doing a good job. I love seeing you every week at the Devils Lake Speedway, buddy. Thanks. Hey, wow, right. that was a really good response. That's all I got out of him was just a thanks. He's kind of been that way here the whole morning. God, I should have been there today then. Pump something up. Good Lord, dude. Okay, if you win again, I'm going to throw some confetti in your face. Okay, I'll, I'll be ready okay. for it. Deal. All right. Hey, thanks, okay, buddy. Guys. You have a good one. Talk to you guys later. See you, man. Oh, there you go, Chad Hoff. All right, good to hear from him. Uh, okay, you want to fix I this got for it. me? Yep. Here, I'll have the all right, uh, so, okay, we talked about you graduating from high school, then going directly to the racetrack, and, of course, winning. Uh, now, that brings up my next question. You are a graduate now. Uh, what are your plans? What are the plans for Adam Sobolik in the future? Uh, everyone, well, actually, I should say, the plans at first, 
I wanted to go to school to be a firefighter. Mm-hmm. But then, I don't know, with racing and I kind of just love family. So I just, I don't know if I could be gone that often, to be honest. And I don't know, like I said, I love racing too much. And so then I just got a job with Century Electric and I've been doing electrical stuff and it's just, I really like it. And I've now think I'm going to go to Northland for that. Well, there you go. Century Electric. There is your plug. You're getting better at this all the time. You know what to do. Now, you know, you go, you get into, you go from racing motocross to racing non-wing sprint cars. Did you know anything? Did anybody in your family, the people that help you, did they know anything about these beasts? Because you seem to be picking up on this pretty quick. Uh, we, we literally knew nothing about sprint cars. Cause like I said, my uncle is the only one in our family that really raced for a long time mm-hmm. and he never raced sprint cars. He said he hot lapped a sprint car way back, but that's the most he's done. And, but we, he is friends with Kevin Jopp, which oh, that helps. And yeah, he's, I've heard he's pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty okay. <laughs> that, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so he's been helping us and he's been kind of telling us what to do and all that. And, don't want to talk any crap about my dad, mm-hmm. but I might. Uh, he he uh, he used to do all the setup, mm-hmm. and I've been doing a lot of like trying to like learn about setup and learn what what this does what you know, and and then I don't even know if it I don't even know if it's like helping me with this, but like I play the game i racing and do like on like a sim chair you know, and I like do that and you can change setup and all that. I honestly don't know if that that stuff's realistic enough but my dad just i think it was the weekend before my first win he said he said uh he's like fine you just do the setup he's like i i keep doing i keep messing it up you do it and i was like it's like okay so i just said do all this right and then i won <laughs> and then i was like there we go right and i was like i was all fired up after that and then the next weekend we went to river cities and we actually that wasn't my idea really for the river city setup and all that i actually went to talk to joey peterson and he he just talked to me and we were talking about setup and all that and i was because he you know kelsey races a lightning sprint mm-hmm. but that's a lot different than a non-wing sprint yep. car so i was kind of telling him how it works and what does what and f- from what he gathered from what i was telling him he told me what i should do and i went out there basically did oh i basically did almost everything he told me to do and i was like i'll just do it who cares right and then and then I went out there and I won. So, listen to your elders, right? Yeah. Now, tell us the story when you guys decided you were going to go uh, non-wing sprint car racing. Who'd you approach? Who'd you talk to? How'd you get your first chassis? And how how'd you get rolling? Uh, my dad just talked. I don't know who he talked to at the beginning because you know I wasn't really a part of it at the beginning. Uh, but at first, I think he talked to. Uh, he just says talking around, talking to my uncle James and just all the, a bunch of people I've been racing. And we talked to Tom Eglund mm-hmm. and who, by the way, has helped a ton of sprint car drivers in their careers. Yeah. He, he helps a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's, he's really nice. But, uh, so what happened is we talked to him and we wanted to get a roller from him. I think it was four grand for a roller, which is pretty good. So mm-hmm. I, that was nice, and he was he's also nice. We were going to get a J&J chassis, but then he he got it, he said, from the people that he bought the frame from, and he said he could just look at it and tell it was bent. And he said he don't want to give us a bent chassis. So he had a spare chassis for himself sitting in the back, and he said he just grabbed that for me, which is nice. It says spare yeah. chassis, and he gave it to me. So, but, so that's what we have in it now. It's a Schnee. I think it's a 2013. Mm-hmm. I think that's I'm pretty sure it is. And then how do you about uh, go about getting your motor program and all that stuff figured out? Uh, so that winter before we started racing. So before last year, the winter, my dad, I think probably read through that, the rule book mm-hmm. probably like a hundred times just to get it embedded in his mind and know what, what we can and can't do. And we basically just put a motor together that, would have enough power to run with everyone else. It wasn't anything special. It was just, a, we just call, try to get some seat time. Yeah. We call it, we call it the junkyard dog mm-hmm. and that's what's in it right now. Cause we, yeah. hurt, we hurt the motor that was in it for this year. We built another motor and that was going to be our spare motor. And then we hurt it. So 
now that's been in it all i've won all my races on that motor so really yeah wow and 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 when you talk about cost difference uh if you want to run with the buffalo wild wings nosa outlaw sprint cars compared to the western renegade non-wing sprint cars we're talking a lot of a lot of money difference there how much goes in to your motor i mean they're they're relatively not too bad are they our motor i think we put two grand into Mm -hmm. last year's and this year i think we put more because we were we're trying to get some lightweight stuff and Mm -hmm. get stuff just lighter better you know so i think it cost i think like five grand this year Mm -hmm. so i mean it's getting up there but i I think that's like the maximum yeah, we'll probably and, ever spend because we did basically the most you could do right and and these motors uh they're gonna last a lot longer than a 410 yeah i think we have almost <clears throat> 30 or more nights on that wow that engine that's in my car right now so when it comes to maintenance on a car like this on the motor what do you do um say you're done racing on a saturday night or a friday night uh w- tell us about walk us through your week preparing when you're done for the week and you're getting ready for the next week what do you do when you get back to the shop uh First thing, I usually just clean it, you know, clean mm-hmm. the car so none of that dirt gets in anywhere if we're ever working on the motor. And then I think my dad likes to change oil like every three races. Mm-hmm. And then same with we we re-grease and clean the torsion bars every, I think, like three races, something like that. I know some people have told us every single, after every single race, but I'm too lazy. So <laughs> You're what? Um, I'm sometimes a little too lazy to do that. So, <laughs> yeah, it takes all of about what twenty minutes to change the oil. Well, yeah, we, yeah, the torsion bars are the thing I don't like to do. Oh, sure, sure. All, like, I mean, it's not hard. It's not hard. I just sometimes don't do it. Mm-hmm. But I'll probably, I probably should do that. Though this week, I was thinking. Okay, so if you don't do it, I'm guessing Dad maybe does. Uh, if he remembers. If he remembers, because we both go, he's got a lot more on his plate than me. Mm-hmm. sure now that i'm working you know i feel feels like i got a lot too considering i'm usually getting home last out of our family lately mm-hmm. does it does it seem weird being out of school now uh it's always a little weird like the first few weeks i wasn't like do i have homework but i'm not even going to school so it's mm-hmm. funny but i don't know it I, I like it i like being in the summer just working i like to work that's good I mean, that's good. And if you go to uh, the tech school here, uh, you're gonna, that's going to be awesome for you. Now, you, you are, are pretty new at this, but um, have you been in any wrecks at all? At, at all? Uh, I hit a tractor tire. I mean, I, I crashed into that. So mm-hmm. that was like my only wreck. I, I spun out twice, I think. My first ever hot laps I spun out in. And Devil's like, I remember I was going good and Miles was like, Miles told me after the race, he's like, I was like, holy crap, why, how was that? Look at Adam go, right? And he's just, I was, I guess I was doing good. I didn't know, right? And then the next lap I came around, I spun right out and I was just like, okay. But then after that, I only spun out once after that. And that was because I thought I was going to hit the wall mm-hmm. coming out of turn four. Mm-hmm. Devil's Lake. So I spun myself out because I was scared to hit the wall. But I think I've literally only ever hit the tractor tire. I did get, I, Miles ran into me last year, but it was like, it went two ways. What happened? He said he thought he could get between me and the wall. And then what happened to me is my car got tight as he was like right there. Yep. I pushed up the track right as he came. So I pushed and his, his left front went, hit my right rear. And he was all, he's like up on my car for a oh. second. That was a little, little scary. I didn't really know. I, I said I thought I hit a rock. That's what it felt like. Because then like a, like a normal vehicle, mm-hmm. like one of ours. Yep. That's what it felt like. But these tires are massive. So, I mean, I'm guessing if you hit a rock, you don't feel it. But. That's what it felt like to me. Now, I asked you uh, about wrecks and stuff. Uh, four wins in a really, really young career, early career. Uh, you got a favorite win so far? Probably that Grand Forks one. Mm-hmm. That one was just insane. Because, like, it doesn't get better than a last lap pass, to be honest. Right, right. And I'm imagining it was a lot of your family at, at the River City Speedway when you won? Yeah, it was actually nice. My <laughs> older sister, who lives in Iowa, she came down for my graduation, and she was watching. Oh, wow. For the two wins I won that weekend, she was at both of them. That's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. So it was nice. I I think that was her first ever race she's watching in a sprint car I won. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great when you can do that in front of family. Uh, Do you have a favorite track? Uh, Underwood. Yeah. Underwood is just my favorite. I like like when it's tacky and heavy. 
and I don't know. That's how Underwood is most of the time. There, it, Underwood is usually like a, like a happy medium. There's always tack somewhere, mm-hmm. but there is kind of it gets dry. But there's always tack somewhere, which I like tracks like that. Like Devils, like they've been doing like Nolan and them. They've been doing a really good job at prepping that track for our class. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, when we're in the nineties and the hundreds. And we've got a 30-mile-an-hour wind. It, I, I give all the credit in the world to these guys, these track prep guys, because, you know, you're going to get your, your complainers. Um, I, I know they, they got them last weekend at numerous tracks, guys bitching about the track. But tell you what, uh, you're, you're trying to put on a, a show for the fans. That's what it's all about. And it's hard to keep up with Mother Nature. Uh, I mean, you only have so much equipment. You only have so much time before you got to get the show done. But um, I tell you what, uh, hats off. I have so much respect for the guys that are building these tracks and working on these tracks and maintaining these tracks throughout this hot weather. I mean, think about it. You know, a couple of weeks ago, it was 48 degrees when we got done at River City Speedway. We Mm -hmm. started out, it was in the high 80s. Time we get out of there, it was in the mid 40s. Now, try working on that all night long, all day long. It's not easy. Um, Adam, do you have a dream track that you would just absolutely love to go race? Uh, uh, that's, a hard, that's a hard one because I've never really thought about it. You know, I've just, I know a lot of tracks, but I don't know if there's a track that I'd ever want to race. I, any of those big tracks, not big, like half mile. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't really like those. Like, I've never been on one, but I don't think they'd be fun. But, uh, I just would honestly just want to race any, any track in a midget. In a midget? That's what I would want to do. Okay. Now, now we're getting somewhere here. Uh, what, what tickles your fancy with the midget? I don't know. It, it's, they're just, they're just out of control crazy. And they, mm-hmm. and the tracks, they prep sprint car tracks a lot different than like around here because mm-hmm. we're kind of dominated by like mods and late models yep. so that's why it's a lot of the time dry but for like the when the sprint cars come you know they make it tacky and that's how like all those usac tracks are they're just so heavy they're rough and all that and i i just like that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. the midgets are just crazy they're always you see them wheeling out of a corner and it's just they're up on only the right rear out of, through corners and it's just i think they just look so crazy and so fun yeah i mean uh, late model guys they like the track a lot different uh, than the sprint car guys do and, and that's actually why they flip-flopped late models and sprints here at river city speedway because you know the the sprint car guys like a little more tack on the track and the late model guys like it a little bit the drier so they did it that way and, and i think it's for the best um what's your schedule for the next year how many races are you doing this year do you have any idea uh I think we're hitting almost every single Renegade show. So how many, how many we have? Like probably like twenty five. I'm guessing somewhere on that number. Uh, I'm I won't be there this weekend though, because my sister's wedding. So oh, we'll be there. Can't blow that off. Yeah, my dad said maybe we can just go to Devil's Lake quick <laughs> <laughs> that night, right after the wedding. Just head there quick and then where's know. where is the wedding uh fargo oh well, that could be doable <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could find somebody to fly you up there quick yeah get somebody to haul your stuff fly you there jump into your car and then fly back yeah i i do have to play piano at the wedding so oh you're a piano player yeah how long have you been doing that mm, i think eighth grade is when i started really are yeah. you any good well good enough to plan a wedding so wow that's awesome i'm uh, i'm actually uh emceeing a wedding tonight uh, if you call it emceeing. But um, here's the thing, uh, I, and, and I'm not going to tease you about being a piano player, believe me. Um, I used to play bass, but a lot of my friends growing up, a lot of my friends are musicians, and a lot of them started playing piano. And back when we were younger, I would just, I'd feel bad for these guys. They'd be complaining, yeah, they got to go to piano lessons, my mom's making me take them, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward 10 years, and these guys are playing trumpets and trombones and guitars and bass player. I mean, learning how to play the piano opens up so many other doors for so many other instruments. Do you, do you mess around with anything else, like a guitar or anything? Yeah, I started on guitar when mm-hmm. I was in, like, sixth grade or something like that. And so what happened, I played, I honestly, I played like, enough, you know, to, like, get mm-hmm. okay. And then I kind of, like, it fizzled out for some reason for, like, a few years. And that's well, it was weird. Like, right as I started piano, then I focused on that, and I just kind of forgot about guitar. Mm-hmm. And then, then now I got to high school, and I had some friends at my high school that they liked. They were into guitar, and I was just like, "Well, I guess I'll start playing again." And I didn't play for like two years, so I was like, "I'm gonna be so bad," you know. 
but it's, it's kind of crazy how like you just remember mm-hmm. like that your, muscle memory and all that fingers, stuff fingers just knew what to do it was just weird like i didn't think i'd be able to play again and i just right away i was it was probably like a month or two i was already back to how i was well it's been about eight years since i picked up my bass and i'm guessing i probably have no idea how to play it anymore uh, i do want to mention this um here on the show today uh i've still got uh and kenny's gonna be mad i've got a lot of tickets left but believe me we're gonna we're gonna sell a bunch of these uh forks carding association uh they've got their uh annual uh big drawing coming up here a uh, chance for you to win some money ten dollar tickets 10 bucks, you got 15 chances to win $100, you have 5 chances to win 250 3 chances to win 500 and there's going to be a $1,000 prize also, uh, and here's the deal, maybe they pull your ticket out and you win $100, you're not done, they'll throw it back in and you still have a chance at those 250s, the 500s, or the $1,000 winner, now they're going to do the drawing live here on July 1st, live on Grand Fork's Best Source. And again, these tickets are only $10. If you see me, uh, or if you want, you want to get some of these tickets, stop into the studios here in the Grand Cities Mall. But uh, Forks Carding Association, love those guys. Um, a lot of the guys, the majority of the guys that come on this show started with Forks Carding Association. So again, uh, their annual uh, drawing is coming up, $10 tickets if, if you're looking for any. Uh, get a hold of me. The car so far in good shape. Uh, do you have a backup car if things were to go wrong? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get one. <clears throat> my plan was, I want to talk to my dad on this, but I don't know if we'll have the money, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'll try and talk him into like getting, making this car for Western Renegades, you know. Oh, sure. And then one, another car that would be racing with like the 410s. Mm-hmm. If we could, but who knows? Because I told him it'd be not fun cha- swapping motors every week. Just no. To, just to race different races yeah i mean if you're gonna swap a motor i'd rather do it in a sprint car than just about anything else yeah that's true it's pretty do it in about take a motor we're not even good at it and we can take a motor in about 15 minutes yeah out and then put it back in in 20 minutes sure sure who all helps you i know you've talked about your dad a lot but who all helps you with this gig uh it's basically just me and my dad in the garage working and then my uncle he he built our motor well hit the motor we had that got hurt was his motor actually he he uh, built it and paid for everything. So we didn't even pay for a motor this year. But he helped us a lot. And then I think it's basically, I guess my mom comes out and she organizes everything for mm-hmm. us. Cause well, you got to have somebody like that. We're guys. We just throw everything on the floor sure. and are disorganized. So she comes and cleans up and organizes sometimes if my dad ever wants her to. Is your mom one of those list makers? Mm. I guess. Yeah. Not like yeah, I have one of those at home. Believe me. And she's got a list just to have all her lists listed. <laughs> if that makes any yeah. sense. She's got a list with all her lists on it. But you, you got to have somebody like that just to make sure. Because like you said, we're guys. You yeah. just throw it here, throw that. Yeah, we're ready to go. Blah, blah, blah. And you get 50 miles down the road and you go, oh, crap. I forgot my fire suit or yeah. oh, crap. I forgot my helmet. So they all have their part in this thing. Yeah, that's actually, you just brought that up. That's a fun, funny thing. It's actually, we didn't, it wasn't our fault for losing it, but we Okay, were, you know it's not going to be good when you start it with, it wasn't our fault, but what happened? Well, I, it was <laughs> kind of, but we were going to Bemidji for a motocross race back a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And my gear bag, at that time, all we had is our truck. And we just put it in the back of our truck, everything in the back of our truck. And my gear bag flew out on the way to motocross. And we have like thousands of dollars worth of gear in there. We have a neck brace that's like, a little over five hundred dollars. A yeah. helmet that's almost a thousand dollars. You know, gear, right? And we're just like, we uh, we we get there, right? And then we're just like, where's my gear bag? We're like, do we forget it? And then we're like, no. And then we're like, it must have fell, fell out, right? So we we turned around and drove back where we thought it was, and we couldn't find it. Right? Oh man! And we're like, this sucks. There's so much money in there, right? Yeah. And then we go to. Uh, we we get there and we have friends that live in Bemidji that race. So we I literally just used their gear that they had there so I could race, and I raced with their stuff. And then, and then oh actually I think the helmet wasn't in there actually the helmet had mm-hmm. its own bag so the helmet didn't fly out but everything else did. And then uh, we get home right we're my, we're all sad right because we just lost all this money all this gear right. And then uh, we go to Revolutions to go uh, get some gear buy gear and then we're like. We're there, and then uh, we're there, and then a guy, one of our friends, goes up to us there, and he's like, 
what are you doing? And we're like, we're, we're buying new gear because Adam lost his bag. He's like, oh, you didn't get your gear back? And we're like, what are you talking about, right? And then he's like, oh, a guy in Grand Forks found it on the highway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. And it was a guy, he says he, he's, he's an older guy, and he said that he, he race, used to ride like snowmobiles and all uh-huh. that. So he's like, he knew when he opened it up that that's a lot of money in there. Yeah. So he, so he, uh, we got his number and we went to his house and we picked it up and all of our stuff over there. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that was nice not spending a bunch of money on that. <laughs> You're lucky there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Uh, we were talking about uh, tracks and weather conditions. Heather says 75,000 gallons of water on Devil's Lake Speedway last week. And uh, I, I tell you what, Nolan is out there all the time uh, with that water truck. And uh, he does a great job. Uh, Ryan says, I think Adam would love USAC Silver Crown cars. That probably would be pretty cool. Yeah. And Scotty Iverson, yeah, I'll bring the tickets with tomorrow night. So um, there you go. Um, okay, we talked about who helps you with the car, Adam. How about your sponsors? Time for you now to give these guys a shout out. And yeah, I'll give you just a second here because at least... It, People are starting to learn now from the show to bring a list. <laughs> yeah, sponsors. I, I have a list all the time just in case if anyone asks me. All right, go ahead. Uh, my uncle, who's helped us forever, he's uh, Evil Iron Classics. And then Granny's Restaurant in uh, Grafton. Uh, Stormbach and Truckins, which is in Williston. Uh, Birchwood Chevrolet, which is in Cavalier. I just was there the other Last Friday, actually. Mm-hmm. I was working in Cavalier, so I decided to stop by. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, Brent's Pit Stop, which is also in Grafton. Then Phyllis Shinley. Uh, Finish First Coatings. Okay. They're who, they, they powder coated our frame and all mm-hmm. that last year. They're from Minot. And then Ignition Motorsports Designs. He's from, like, I don't, I think it, I don't remember what the town was called. It was in Minnesota mm-hmm. somewhere. How important is it to have these sponsors? Well, I mean... I don't know if you'd be able to do it without them, to be honest, because they help every every little thing they give us helps us, and mm-hmm. we, we put it into the car and try making me better, make the car better. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot of help. Okay, um, I'm going to wrap up the show with a couple of questions that I ask every race car driver that comes in here. You don't have to name names if you don't want. Is there anybody you won't park next to in the pits? Uh. Mm, I don't before last this weekend. No. Okay. That's I'll say that before this weekend. No, possibly after last weekend. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, have you ever gotten into it with anybody after the races? Me personally, I haven't. Okay. Uh, one more question. How do you want to be remembered as a race car driver? I mean, this is a weird question for me to ask you because you haven't been doing it for that long. Most of the guys I get in here have been doing this for a while, but how do you want to be remembered as a race car driver? Uh, if, I, if everything went my way, which who knows, it could or it couldn't, the future, the future is in the future. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen, right? But uh, I, would just, I would just hope I would be remembered as some type of, I, I would make it into some type of either USAC or World of Outlaw, make it in a few races. Mm-hmm. At least. That's all I would want. I don't even care. I don't even have to do it all the time i just i just want to make it into a few and be that kid from north dakota that yeah made it but the kid from sacred heart yes high school <laughs> how about that um uh, and one more question how cool is it after the races uh, especially say you just got out of victory lane and when the kids come down and they want the autographs they want to sit in the car they want the pictures how fun is that for adam sobelik yeah it's pretty special because i'm it feels like i'm almost I don't know. If, I don't know if giving back would be the right thing to say, but yep. like back in back when I was young, my mom said my uncle used to have a modified and a he'd have a modified and a late model, and he would and I my mom said I'd go back and forth, back and forth from each car all night long, just going from modified to the late model, mm-hmm. and then I'd run around everywhere just wanting to get in cars and all that. And now now the kids are coming up to me and wanting to get in my car and thinking I'm I'm thinking I'm the greatest yeah, ever. you're like this big rock star now. Yeah, that's, that's what everyone knows to me, and now that's uh-huh. what they are. I am to them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the answer I was hoping to get, uh, because we all remember uh, being kids and, and being that kid, and now you get to be that guy. That's really cool. Yeah. Good luck with the rest of the year. Thanks. Uh, I know we're going to see you keep moving up. Uh, I can't wait to see you race again here in uh, River City Speedway. 
Uh, congratulate your sister from us here at GFBS. It's too bad you're not going to be on the track unless you find a way to do it. <laughs> you never know, right? I might. All right. Thank you very much. There you go. Western Renegade non-wing sprint car pilot Adam Sobolik. What a great kid. Watch for him at your local track. Guy's good. Hey, I'd like to send a shout out to Rivers Sports Bar and Casino. You know, they got the big sport car and memorabilia show going on here at the Grand City Mall this weekend. Now, talking to Bill Tyrell, it sounds like this is the first sports card show in Grand Forks since right before the flood of 97. Wow. Going to be sports cards, Pokemon cards, magic cards, and all kinds of memorabilia. If you're looking to buy or sell, it's coming up at the Grand City Mall this June 12th. That's this Saturday. And while you're there, make sure you go into Ruber Sports Bar and Casino, too. The atmosphere is crazy cool wall-to-wall TVs, maybe bet on the horses, maybe do a little charitable gaming, maybe play a little bingo. Watch the NHL package. Maybe you were lucky enough to see the Bruins get their asses handed to them last night. Uh, here, had to do that because I hate the Bruins. All kinds of specials almost every day of the week, including drink specials, lunch and dinner. Uh, it's just cool. Fiesta Friday tomorrow, too, from 3 to 6. Check it out. Rumor Sports Bar and Casino. Don't forget that big sport card memorabilia show this saturday uh also uh make sure you check us out on amazon music you can tell your smart speaker to play gfbs podcast and it is a done deal hey tomorrow morning we got your berkshire hathaway podcast also we got your morning update monday we talk about run for recovery with marlis fisher again thank you to adam sobolik and a dirty thursday for all of us at the studio, remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone, too. That way, you're never going to miss a show from us. You know, we all know the Grand Cities is an awesome place. Grand Fork's best source, giving it an identity again.